0: The Virtual CISO Moment is brought to you by vCISO Services, a leading provider of quality and experienced virtual chief information security officers for small and mid-sized businesses. Check them out at vCISOServices.com. Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment. We've got Vanessa Taylor joining us. She is the owner and business technology and information security consultant at Probity and is a seasoned security professional. Vanessa thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you Greg for the invitation. I appreciate it.
0: Well I know you have a very eclectic background and would love to hear how you started, what you've done, and what brought you specifically into cyber and into IT and all of that fun stuff.
1: Sure well I don't know that it was necessarily a directed path and definitely not a straight line. I'm more of the curvy road uh, transition so um I re- actually started out in art, so that's my original background. I'm I'm a creative, but I love learning. I love a challenge, and I got into technology and did development, internal audit, consulting, and then moved to inside of a company to build their GRC program, mm-hmm. um, then got into recruiting, and just because someone asked me, could I do it? From a technology perspective, I had that background, and then... Um, out of that, got recruited from there to go back into a company to build another and manage a program for GRC. So now I'm back in consulting and helping companies really be, a, I'm a translator, if you will, from business to technology and technology to business and kind of incorporating security into all of that as well. So it's uh, the big picture person can take the details and, and build the puzzle.
0: And and you are a small business owner as well too. Yeah. I guess since twenty sixteen,
1: yeah.
0: yes. Uh, how was that experience setting up the small business?
1: Interesting, because I knew nothing about it. So uh, I actually, the reason why
0: I ask is because yeah, I was the same yeah. way too, almost around the same time. I had no idea it. what I was doing.
1: Yeah. So, so I just luckily we had Google and the internet. So uh, I did a lot of research, asked questions, and I've learned along the way and made mistakes. So. Um,
0: and I think watching. that's such a. Yeah, that's such an important thing. Is like to, uh, and I know I've gotten off on a tangent. You know, that's okay. You, you've known me long enough that I tend right. to do that a lot. Um, but uh, making mistakes, I think, sometimes is is completely fine and expected, particularly in small business. But that you have to learn from it and keep on going. And yes. a lot of a lot of the people that uh, that listen to this, they're they're not so much in in cybersecurity, information security. They're they're actually small and mid sized business owners. So it's always a good good point there. Um, you brought up something that I wanted to just expand all upon a little bit. You talked about GRC, Governance, Risk, and Compliance, right? Yes. yes. Now, I know that that means different things to different people. And the reason why I wanted to ask about this is that um, a colleague of mine, she, her and I were talking yesterday, and she's um, she's probably, I'm going to guess, maybe five, six years into her cybersecurity okay. career, and she's doing risk management, but she's really interested in governance, risk, and compliance—that area—as opposed to what seems to be the the hot area of of cybersecurity—is just that. It's like red teaming, blue teaming, purple right, teaming. I don't right. even understand that. <laughs> sometimes
1: I'm definitely not in that bucket. It's fascinating to me, but that's not my forte.
0: <laughs> no, but 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 GRC is. And and do you have any any recommendations? Any sort of words of wisdom for folks that are wanting to go further in that area of cybersecurity?
1: just learning, um, meeting people, networking, getting feedback from individuals who have been in the space, and Mm -hmm. just being a sponge to learn and absorb the information. Um, There's really no set path or plan, or at least I didn't take one. Um, I just started somewhere, and then my path took me to those places because I was willing to learn, because I wanted to accept challenges and go beyond what that small scope of You know, some people go down a specific technology path. I didn't want to do that because I like to learn and I want to be challenged. And that just took me to the GRC space. So I constantly read and studied about privacy, about security. What is governance? What does that mean? Um, There are tons of resources out there and available and certainly mentoring, um, getting mentors to help you through that process is very valuable as well.
0: Well, okay. That's, I think that's good advice. And, uh, um, but what, what really drives you in what you're doing like now? What What is, what is your, your reason for what you do, what you're doing now?
1: I think, I mean, most of the, what the cliche is to help people, but really it goes beyond that. I mean, I really enjoy educating individuals and making a difference in a company um, because most people don't understand. They assume that there is security. They assume that that IT is secure, or that email is secure, or whatever, and really helping them to understand and put those pieces together of what does that mean? It doesn't mean to check a box. It means what can I do in my company? What makes sense in my company to help me protect the data that we have, our customers that we have? Um, That's really the basis of it, is really helping them understand how are we benefiting our customer and protecting their information. So that's really the the baseline of why I do what I do.
0: Do you have a, a secret superpower, so to speak, to get um, <laughs> the small business actually interested in cybersecurity awareness? Because I mean, it can be a dry topic <laughs> yes. at, at times. Yes. Um, do, you have, do you have some sort of methodology to sort of like uh, get them more interested in it?
1: Um, I try to make it fun. I know that sounds crazy, but I really try to make it relative to the individual. I don't know if you remember those commercials that Visa had out. I mean, it's probably been Ten or more years ago, where it was like identity theft, and a woman was talking, but a man was on the screen, and it was like I don't know if you remember those, but if if you're watching this, go find those videos for Visa. Um, I'll send them to you after the show. But <laughs> okay, we'll really put it like,
0: in the show notes. We'll put the link. I in try to notes. make it
1: fun um, and really make it relevant to the individual, and so that they can relate, so that they understand what does this mean. For example, um, many times when I do training or education, I will. Start with the, the group. Usually it's a smaller group, but I will start and say, okay, everyone, you have a piece of paper in front of you, write down your social security number and pass it to me or get out your credit card and pass it to the front of the room. Some people automatically will just, because they trust me, they will just start writing things down and other people will be like, wait, what, why do you need this information? I don't know why do I need this information. So I make uh-huh. it kind of bring it in there and and talk through that process. And some people are like, "Oh wait, why do you need this information?" You now they're they're handing me their cards or they're handing me their numbers. And so we talk through what does that mean? What does why do you why do people give you their social? What would you do with it? You're meant to protect it. So you should treat your customers information the way you would treat your own or expect other people to treat your information so that's where usually where i start and then we just kind of go through the process of educating them on what that means and how do we protect it versus the technical aspects of it i make it more realistic to the individual based on their circumstances
0: and i would think too that that as part of education maybe understanding like the threat environment what's like um a major threat to their specific business you would think
1: right yeah and i think honestly there's so many you hear so much out there i think people are just kind of they're they shut out the noise Mm -hmm. um and honestly right now i would say that people not knowingly but unknowingly people might be a larger threat to small business because Maybe they're not educated, or maybe they're overworked, understaffed, and so they're just trying to get their jobs done, and that's what they're supposed to do. They don't know or realize the risks that they're creating by exchanging information over email, or they're requesting data, or they're sending things over an unsecure channel. They think that it's secure. They assume that it is. They expect the IT people to kind of set that stage for them, so in that same vein, it's a threat from that perspective, but the, the challenge of that is maintaining resources. With current state, you've got people that rem- work remotely, so how do you secure that environment? Or is anyone educating people how to work from home securely? Is anyone, if you are going to the office, what are you doing you know, to protect information in the office versus at home? So there's just different things from a resource perspective. Cost is going up, that is causing small businesses to lose customers because they can't afford um, consulting companies or or larger companies to provide those services so they're bringing them in-house which then adds more um responsibility onto those individuals and so they're already overworked and understaffed so it's kind of a cycle of events that are happening both from a threat perspective and and challenges within the organization
0: well, and you touched on uh, working from home. And of course, uh, we're in a much different world <laughs> now yeah. than three years ago. I, I like to um, say, I have a new tagline for VCSO services. It's like, we were virtual before virtual was cool. Right,
1: right. <laughs> so, but, I like but, it.
0: but really, uh, everybody now seems to be uh, virtual or hybrid. or and, and you touched upon that there's significant additional risks with that. I sometimes get the impression that businesses really haven't absorbed that yet.
1: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Um, well, I struggle. I, and they're, I with... think
1: they're taking the, you know, taking the steps to address it from a a company level, but just understanding really what does that mean for an individual. What does their workspace look like? Who's around them? Where are they? Because I, you know, I'm traveling and working remotely, but I'm conscious of. My conversations and where I'm working and am I on public Wi Fi and and things like that, because I know but do most people know those things.
0: No, I, I, I think that we still have a far far long path to go to kind of embedding that security culture in people's minds. In everything that they do, because you're right. I mean, just a simple. Um, yeah, you know, I, I have an office in a co-working space and and I routinely overhear conversations, mm-hmm. not on purpose. I mean, I'm going to get get coffee and people right, are talking right. about like a, a law case. I'm thinking, why do you do that? Even in today's world, um, I I kind of struggle. I think about risk assessments and I know you and I have worked on risk assessments yeah, before yeah. in the past. And yet I, it's rare for me to see a small business that is incorporating to any sort of a significant extent the the risk of work from home folks in their risk assessment. I mean, they'll, they'll put in things like, well, we need to make sure we have enough bandwidth and enough VPN licenses and, and mm-hmm. so on. But but just the the idea of, say, setting up an office space. Um, have you seen Have you seen um, some movement towards clamping down on that in the folks that you've worked with recently? Or I haven't,
1: it... unfortunately. I ask the question frequently: of you know, are you checking? And even this was happening before our current state. You know, three years ago, I was asking this question. You have consultants who are working. Are you checking their workspace? Are you Are you at least validating or setting a policy for work from home? Are you um, going through and verifying because Many times they don't even issue a computer to those individuals. If they're consultants, if they're employees, usually that employee has a computer, which has been locked down. But there are so many different things about, do they have antivirus? Do they have firewalls on their computer? Are they on a secured Wi-Fi? Are they working on public Wi-Fi? If they're working on public, what are you doing to help protect that? Do you have a VPN set up on the computer? I mean, there are so many different things about what questions to ask. And most people aren't thinking about it. You know, they're just assuming again, that we have a secure, that it is taking care of it.
0: Well, and, and I saw a fascinating thread on either Twitter or LinkedIn recently that I, this is a risk that I would never have considered. And it's not really an information risk so much as an asset risk, but um, in, in order to try to be more efficient, this one company, when they were giving, when they were assigning laptops, so they ordered a, a laptop from Apple and sent it to the employee's address and all that. The employee, a couple of years later, this was during the beginning of COVID, the employee, a couple of years later, terminated, um, returned the laptop, but never logged out of it. And the company can't unlock the laptop and Apple will not let them
1: oh, unlock wow. the
0: laptop because the laptop was sent to the address of the employee, not to the business. To the ad-
1: Wow. I, would, I would never have thought, I hadn't of that. thought about that either.
0: Um, so all these like new risks that are coming out. And of course there's the laptops encrypted. So it's not strictly a cybersecurity information security risk. Um, let me stop there for a second. Cause this is just, just a, a tangential out, of, out yeah. of left field question here. Um, how would you define cybersecurity versus information security? Just out of curiosity.
1: Um, I would say. Cybersecurity would be more your techie, like the super technical hacker type um, world. I would agree that it's not necessarily true, but I think that's probably the the common thought. Information security is data protection. It's protecting the information through also using technical means, but it's focused on the protection of data. I so
0: cyber that, cy- cyber would be a subset of info. Yeah. Basically. And that's that's the way I approach it as well, too. But I've seen and you may have seen this, too, over the years, the definition of cyber and infosec kind of flipping. And some people will say cyber to refer to stuff and that infosec is below cyber. And I think that it's just I might add this as like you know one of the questions we talk about on on each of these podcasts, because it's the most important thing isn't necessarily how you define it, but making sure that when you're talking to someone else that you have an understanding of the definition, I think.
1: And I think I've actually run into this a lot with my clients is, well, one technology terms are used interchangeably all the time, but also in general, we're human, right? So Mm -hmm. I might say something and you might perceive based on your own experience, based on your own perceptions, based on your own definitions, what I'm saying may be different than, you know, what you're hearing may be different than what I'm intending you to hear. So, generally speaking, I think that applies across the board, but it can truly apply in technology and security and protecting information.
0: And I think it can be magnified by, by you know, exponentially on yes. like Twitter and social media yes. because you're because you're missing the the human face interaction. You just type something and it's like, wow, okay, uh, didn't really,
1: does didn't that really understand that. <laughs> right. Well.
0: Well very, very interesting path. Um, what are you, what's your future path? What are you looking at?
1: Uh, I really am trying to get into education more. Um, I really, really enjoy mentoring. I've had the opportunity to go and teach some classes at TSU um, as, as part of their executive MBA program. And I really enjoy that. I have worked with students at universities, just helping them transition, interview. I mean, not just technology although i do think more people we we have a shortage of resources in technology and i think Mm -hmm. people get intimidated by when you hear technology or it they think it's super technical um i would love to see more women in it and people in general though i mean just speaking from that perspective educating mentoring getting people to understand the scope and breadth of what this could be not just I'm typing on a computer or sitting in front of a computer all day, every day, because some people love that, but others may not. And they won't get into technology or an IT role simply because of that. They don't want to sit in front of a computer, but it can be a lot of human interaction as well. So educating, mentoring, that's really the path I'm moving toward. Um, even in my current role, I do a lot of that.
0: Oh I, yeah. I I think, I, I think it's so important for, for, I think that this would be true for any industry, but because the fact that infosec cyber, in particular, that the aspect of infosec um, <laughs> has has it it changes so much. You know, I I, I I've joked before that uh, um, I don't know what red teaming blue teaming is. I mean, I do, but back in my day. Um, we didn't have those that terminology. We called it troubleshooting, basically. Right, right. I mean, but it's the same thing, but in a way, it's it's different as far as terminology and approaches and all that. Well, well, that's a lot going on, and surely you don't you're not involved in 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 cyber and teaching and risk management twenty four hours a day. What, oh, no. what do you no, do no, to no. decompress?
1: So I um, am an artist, I mentioned that earlier, and so I really enjoy um, painting, photography, Uh, did ballroom dancing for a little while, but writing, just anything artistic, that's really my passion, if you will, and it helps me relax, and I spend a lot of time getting out, I'm traveling quite a bit now, since we can work remotely, so Uh I'm exploring, adventuring, and doing photography pretty frequently, so
0: that's awesome and 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 you mentioned ballroom dancing and I, I will I will bring that to a connection to something we said about small businesses about making mistakes I tried it once it's like no it doesn't work <laughs> I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a liability out there that that and playing golf I can't do those two things because oh you could you could. no I, in order to hit the ball straight I've got to turn myself uh, 45 degrees to the left so I mean that's slice Well, that's awesome, Vanessa. Listen, I really appreciate you joining us today. Great story. Love the mission. Love the mentoring. Thank you. Wish you the best of luck going forward.
1: Thank you so much, Greg.
0: And everybody stay secure.